Gentlemen, that is, I, I won't play the rest of the video because we're already behind time a little bit, but that's the song I wanted to play. God's not dead, he's surely alive. God is not dead, he is surely alive. The only thing that is dead is the world's view, is the world's view, its very skewed view on whether God is alive or God is dead. That's it. And that's because of the Satan. Satan didn't want the show to the show to go out this morning. Why? Because he didn't like that music. He didn't like that song, God's Not Dead. So I titled today's show, Is It Real or Is It Fake? Is it real or is it fake? Now we're going to go right to our morning prayer. I apologize for the late start, everybody. Please share the video. Get it out there. Rumble the video if you haven't. I know a lot of people probably left when there was issues, but if you share the video back out to them, they will get it back and they'll come back and they'll be here as well to help spread the gospel. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we'll get started with this morning's Rise Up show, okay? So, Lord and Heavenly Father, thank you so very much. We come to you today, Lord, humbly, on our knees, begging for forgiveness, thanking you so very much for your mercy and your grace. Lord, we know the world is a very, very evil and bad place, but we also know there was this world would not be here without you. So there's more good than there is bad. Lord, help us amplify the good. Help us amplify the light in the darkest times. As we get further and further away from you, Lord, in this world, in this country, we ask that you use us, those of us who are still here, those of us that know God is not dead and that he's surely alive. We ask that you use us double time, Lord, to bring the light, to bring the gospel to the people who are falling away faster and faster. We pray for those who are sick, ill, diseased, and broke, having financial problems as well, Lord. We pray for all of those people on this earth that you'll touch them spiritually and lead them on the right path to where they'll see the good in everything and hopefully have their health restored so they understand the full power and might of prayer. Lord, we pray all of this in your name. Amen. Now, everybody wanted to know what happened with Lily this weekend. Well, ladies and gentlemen, she ran a fever of 104 plus. She was even up 104.4 at a couple times. And of course, when you have a fever of 104 plus, uh, you're literally dead man walking. And that's how Lily was. And I felt so bad for her all weekend. Yesterday, though, yesterday, mid-afternoon, mid-morning, early afternoon, she started to come into it. She started to come into it. Her fever is completely gone. She's smiling again. Of course, she's still coughing like crazy, nose running like crazy, still weak, but she's smiling. And that's an answer to our prayers. So I want to thank all of you who prayed for her. Um, I want to thank all of you who had your had her uh, her 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 health and your thoughts and prayers this weekend because it did help and it was um, it was uh, it was nice to be able to see. Uh, her come back out of it after she was so down. And, of course, you know, she was in the hospital on, on Friday night. Um, and, you know, it's, it's rough. It's rough when a five-year-old or any of your kids or anybody close to you is going through that, uh, that kind of sickness. But 104 plus, that's really bad. That is really bad. Just to let you know how bad it got, 
Uh, but we kept praying. We kept praying over her. We kept holding our hands on her and praying over her throughout the day, throughout the evening. And God answers our prayers. So it's a great thing to be alive. It's a great thing to be here. And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, God is not dead. He is surely alive. Before we get really into this morning's show, I'd like to say happy birthday to Michaela. She's 10 years old. She loves the show. She loves what we do. And she's part of the LFA family. So, Michaela, happy birthday. 10 years old. Double digits. Wow. Absolutely amazing. So, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Michaela. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Michaela. We hope it's a wonderful birthday for you. We're here. We're ready. What are we at? 18 minutes past the hour. It's time to rise up, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to our very first book of the day, and that is One Minute Prayer for Dads. One Minute Prayer for Dads, ladies and gentlemen. And this is called, and what we're going to read from today is Overcoming Selfishness. Overcoming Selfishness. Now, before I get into this, I have to tell you. Selfishness comes in many different forms, okay? There's the evil kind of selfishness, which is I know what I'm doing is wrong. I'm selfish. I love it. I want it all for myself. I don't care about anybody else, okay? And then there's the kind of selfishness that you were born and raised a certain way, spoiled, um, like our kids were until we realized what the heck we were actually doing. Um, We were just trying to give our children a life that we didn't have, and in doing so, we spoiled them, and we got them to... I uh, expect, right? We got them to expect things rather than uh, appreciate things. And we noticed this a few years back. And uh, you know how we noticed it? We noticed it because when we asked our children what they wanted for Christmas, not a single one of them could tell us. Had you asked me what I wanted for Christmas when I was their age, I would have given you a list a mile long. And when a kid can't tell you, I don't know what I want for Christmas. Well, ladies and gentlemen... That tells you that they're selfish. That tells you that they're spoiled. Now, you might think the act of saying, I don't know what I want for Christmas, is not, you might think, well, that's not selfish. No, 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 no. But you, if you have everything and you're a spoiled kid, most likely you're selfish by default. You just expect rather than want to give. And I'm not saying that's everybody. But that was the case with our kids. So, Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. What are your child's interests? Now, remember last week we talked about being a father or a mother and knowing what your child's interests are, knowing their favorite colors, knowing who their friends are, knowing who they have a crush on, all that stuff. You should know all of it, okay? Hi, Shan. Shan said that today off and decided to listen. That's great. It's going to be a good one for you, okay? Are they interested? Are there interests that you can join? A healthy family shares common interests. Sometimes those interests are initiated by you as as you teach your child to hunt, fish, play the piano, or follow a favorite sports team. But sometimes kids pick up interests on their own, and you ask yourself, where did they learn that? Where did they learn to like that? And then if you're wise, you'll shrug your shoulders and ask her, your child, your daughter, about her favorite, her new favorite interests. You might even come to like it yourself. And the prayer below that is, Lord, I admit my own interests are often 
on my mind while the interests of others, including my kids, are too easily moved to the back burner of my thoughts. As I think of my children now, I pray that I will become more mindful of their interests. Help me get inside my kids' heads so I can be a part, a positive part, of their inner lives. Then, too, help me to be more transparent to them, bringing them into my thoughts and my interests. Most of all, God, help us, uh, help all of us look to your interests and how we can play a part in your plan. So, to summarize, ladies and gentlemen, um, become a part of your child's lives and the things that they like to do. Allow them to be a part of your life and the things that you like to do and the things that you're interested in. They might find things that they love about your life that you just expect them to inherently like, because you do. And you might find things about their life that you like, things that you might have never known about or might not have ever been a part of. And that is growth. That is family growth, okay? Uh, Yesterday, if you guys follow me on social media, uh, you guys noticed that I went skiing yesterday. Well, that was the first time I went skiing in over a decade. But my daughter, my middle daughter, once we realized that, she, that Lily was going to be okay, my middle daughter has been helping out so much, and she was the only one home. All the other kids were gone. And she said, I would really love if you and I went skiing. She snowboards. And I said, well, let's go. So we went. And after when we were on our way home, like, again, I didn't have any interest in skiing yesterday, okay? I didn't have any interest at all in skiing yesterday. But my daughter wanted to go, and it was only her home outside of Lily, so we went. And on the way home, you know what she said to me? We're driving home. She looked at me, and she said, thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for spending time with me. Tears filled up in my eyes as I tried not to look at her so she didn't see that I was crying. But that wasn't very, uh, I wasn't very sneaky at that. And she's, you know, she's like, I didn't mean to hurt your feet or make you cry. I said, no, no, it's a good cry, honey. It's a good cry. When my child can look at me and say, thank you, and not for getting her something, and not for, I mean, I got her a lift ticket, don't get me wrong. Got her a lift ticket that day, yesterday, but because I spent time with her. Thank you for spending time with me. That's a part of their interest. She really, 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 really loves snowboarding. I don't mind skiing. I like it. It's fun. But that's not like my favorite thing to do, especially at 43 years old and still overweight. You know what I mean? So, ladies and gentlemen, it was a good time with her. I'm glad I did it. But again, learn their interests, know what they want to do, and then do it with them. It'll make all the difference in the world. And then, ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing that they'll need, need or want because they have love. Love. Like I said, she said, thank you for spending time with me. I about, I about want to cry right now just, just say, repeating it. You know what I mean? So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I hope, you, uh, hope you've got your Rise Up coffee. If not, you can get this at JeremyHarrell.com. And I only remembered that because I was about to take a drink of my coffee right now. Producer Eli says, my legs would be jello. <laughs> Giving your family your time, says Victoria, is so much more precious than any monetary gift you can give them. Amen. Amen. Shelly Rose says, time with your children is the best gift ever. Priceless gift for your, from your beautiful daughter. Exactly. Like, I gave her a gift of spending the money, spending the time. Like, I didn't, we didn't even budget going skiing. You know what I mean? Didn't even budget going skiing. So we had to, 
you know, put that in our budget, go skiing. And fortunately, a whole bunch of people donated last week because of Lily and the hospital bills. So we had a little extra and we went skiing. But the gift that she gave back to me was telling me her appreciation. Telling her, telling me her appreciation. That was the best gift anybody could have ever given me. All weekend, all week, all week long. Uh, Luke, we're going to read from Luke 24, 49, which says God pours out his spirit. And again, folks, all of this is going to lead up till the end of the show when we talk about is it real or is it fake? Luke 24, 49 says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with the power from on high. John's baptism was a baptism with water unto repentance for the remission of sins. John preached that the Lamb of God came to take away the sins of the world. But he didn't administer the baptism of the Holy Spirit. However, both John the Baptist and Jesus prophesied the church age when believers would be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Stopping right there, my daughter, my, my Lily, does not like it when you say Holy Ghost because it scares her. <laughs> she says, I only like it when you say the Holy Spirit because if you say Holy Ghost, I, feel, I think something's going to come out of my closet at night. That's what she says. <laughs> Unbelievable. The baptism of the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, but it was not only for these individuals. Peter said in Acts 2.39, quote, for the promise is unto you, and to you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This same power is available to all believers today. Let's take these headphones off. I forgot I don't need the headphones on Rise Up. So what does it say there? That last part there says the same power is available to all believers today. Jesus also said that those who believe in Christ in order to get to the Father will have more power on earth than he did. Say to that mountain, move, and it'll do so with the, with the faith the size of a mustard seed. We'll talk about that another day. Moving on. The promise of the Spirit being poured out on all flesh is speaking of all manners of flesh or mankind. It is evident that not everyone has the Holy Spirit. Rather, this reveals that the door of salvation and the filling of the Holy Spirit is opened unto Jew and Gentile, male and female, adult and child. Notice that it doesn't say any non-gender. That's because there are only two. Many people argue whether we are in the last days or not. Joel prophesied that this outpouring of the Holy Ghost would take place in the last days. And Peter said that was what happened here on the day of Pentecost. So let's stop right there. We've talked often about the day that Jesus returns. We know the day. Jesus told us. It is the day in which all people of all the earth and all corners of the world will have heard the gospel. And it only makes sense that when all the people of all the world have heard the gospel, that you're going to see an outpouring 
of the Holy Spirit because more people are going to hear the word and more people are going to get closer to God. In those days, will we see the second coming of Jesus? Amazing. If the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, which happened nearly 2,000 years ago, was the beginning of the last days, then the time must be certainly getting short for us. This should settle the argument for those who believe the Bible. Nevertheless, we can confidently say that this is our last generation. We need to be out about our Father's work. Now, when I say last generation, we're not talking about human generations. We're talking about the generations in which God brings humanity through the beginning to the end. So in that case, it is saying that we are living more towards the end of the Bible than we are towards the beginning of the Bible. However, that generation could last 500 years, could last 1,000 years. We don't know. But what we do know is that not all people have heard the gospel, not even close. So we've got a ways to go. We've got a lot of work to do. But in the grand scheme of things, we are in the last generation. Okay? Moving on. The next book that we're going to read from is Heaven. 90-day devotional from Our Daily Bread, okay? And where did we leave off? We led off on Heavenly Country. And now it is the light of the Lamb, ladies and gentlemen. The light of the Lamb. Before we do that, I want to bring up the Rumble Chat. We got so caught up in problems this morning that we didn't even pull up the Rumble Chat yet. So let's go ahead and do that now. Here we go. As we read here from Shelley Rose, Victoria, JL Jazz. Larry says, I guess we have a long way to go. Amen, brother. Amen. Thank you so uh, thank you so sorry for your friend Rich, also, says Shelly Rose. Beanery, it's two degrees, it's negative two degrees here right now, JL Jazz says. Wow. It's like 20 degrees here in New Hampshire. Like 20 degrees. Uh, Jeremy, don't know if you've heard, but Heather Haddock's uncle fell and hit his head and passed away this weekend. I did not hear that yet. I did not hear that yet. Oh, my gosh. I am so very sorry, Heather, if you are listening. Uh, I will uh, find some time to reach out to you today. I'm so very sorry. Wow, I'm so sorry. We'll have a prayer right now. My sister was six miles from Canada. A lot of places are experiencing colder temps. I know what happened to the global warming. What happened to the global warming, ladies and gentlemen? How you doing, Covey? Good to see you. Uh, the one I am is in the building. Bruce Carroll says amen to all. Um, Barbara Peters says, not me. I'm sticking with you, Jeremy. Well, thank you very much, Barbara. I got to say, uh, I knew that there was going to be some people very upset about me uh, ending Friday nights. Uh, and I did get the emails, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, there are people that asked for their donation to be stopped. Uh, some said because of that, some just said, no, not because of anything, but I can guarantee you that the fact that I'm not doing Friday nights anymore, we lost more donors, which means we're going to have to rely more on sponsors, but we're going to pray to God to get us through it. He's brought us this far. He's not going to let us die now. You know what I mean? So, uh, I'd like to, uh, pray for Heather and her uncle, uh, Lord and heavenly father, Lord, we pray for Heather and her family in this time of need, in this time of sorrow. We pray for her uncle and that he was a saved man uh, and that he is now in heaven with you, not experiencing suffering, not experiencing lack, but experiencing an overabundance of joy, health, and love. Lord, we ask for that health, joy, and love to, uh, to also spread throughout Heather's family and um, to let them be close to their uncle while he is in heaven now. 
and to let him reach to them and, and, and to let, him know, let them know that he is safe in heaven. Lord, we pray this in your name. Amen. That's why I love this show. Not, be, not because people pass away, no. I love this show because we, um, we can rely on each other. We can lean on each other. You know what I mean? Uh, Lady Liberty says, good morning. LT from AWK referred me here. Okay, Lady Liberty, here's what I want you to do. I would love for you to go back to LT and his show and let him know that we would love to do more collaborations with him. I've watched ever since he put one of my videos on there. I think he's great. I love what he does. God bless him and all his viewers, okay? Uh, Two Doxy Moms says, so petty to stop donating for one show a week. That's just rude. I know, I get that. I get it, but some people donated based on what I was able to give them. And now I'm, able, now I'm not able to give them one show a week that week, and people are upset. And it is what it is. I'll just rely on God. All right, moving on. The Light of the Lamb. We're going to read, speaking of the end of the book, we're going to read from Revelation 21 through 23, okay? Oh, Amber, God bless you. She said she'll become a donor uh, first of the year. It's been a bad year. I don't tell people that for that reason. I just tell people that because this is kind of like an employee-owned business. So I'm just letting you know exactly what's going on. And I love you guys. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Here we go. Revelation 21:23 says, The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light. And the Lamb is its lamp. Oh, so powerful. For countless generations, people have looked to the sun and the moon to light the day and the night. Kind of why we promote the Patriot Power Generator, right? Because you only need the sun and you have power. It's amazing. Whether illuminating our path or providing the life-giving radiance for fruitful crops and the nutrients our bodies need, the sun and the moon are part of God's marvelous provisions of light. The book of Genesis tells us that God gave the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night in Genesis 1.16. But someday... God will provide a different kind of illumination of the eternal heavenly city. John writes, quote, the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the lamb is its lamp. Interestingly, the word translated light here is more accurately rendered lamp. Christ in his glorified state will be the spiritual lamp that lights up that joyous new earth that we are all promised. The Lord Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is also the source of spiritual illumination that makes those who follow him the light of the world. But in eternity, he will be the lamp that lights our way. What a thrill it will be one day to live in the light of the Lamb. And William Barclay wrote, for the Christian, heaven is where Jesus is. We do not need to speculate on what heaven will be like. It is enough to know that we will be with him forever. That's all we care about. That is all we care about. Being with Jesus. Now, when we get to the verse of the day today, we're going to talk about knowing Jesus. Because knowing Jesus is everything. Knowing Jesus is everything. Barbara said you did cancel one show, but you added five more. What a blessing. Amen. When God closes one door, Barbara, he what? He opens another one. 
Very, very, very good point. Please share this video, ladies and gentlemen, as we are uh, 37 minutes past the hour, and we only have about 15 minutes left. Again, we, we wasted 12 minutes trying to get sound this morning. So once again, I'll ask all of you to please like this video right now. That is what, when we say rumble the video, that's what we're talking about. We only have 254 rumbles. We desperately need 500 before the show is over. We, I'm also asking you to grab the link of this video and share it to your Facebooks, your Telegrams, your Twitters, your Getters, and your Gabs, and so many other places. Because if you don't share LFA when it comes on at 11 or Loud Majority or Wrong Think or Unafraid, sharing this one is the most important because you're actually sharing the gospel, okay? Finally got to show up on the Rumble app. I'm going to stay mobile so we so won't be in the chat. Please, everyone, share and rumble. Use one of these to rumble. A plus sign, a thumbs up, or a boxing glove. Thank you, JL Jazz. God bless you. And the Rumble app is fun. Live chat is coming to the Rumble app as well as Rumble ranting as well. Just so you all know. All right, next book, Jesus Listens, and boy, does he ever. Ashley Garland, I'm also going to start donating this coming year every month. Ashley, we love you. I hope you finally got your CD. We sent about five of them. Um, If you didn't, let us know. I love you, and God bless you. Thank you. All right, we are on December 19th, ladies and gentlemen, of Jesus Listens. And if you want to know who writes this book, it's the same lady who wrote Jesus Calling, Sarah Young, okay? Beloved Jesus. I love it when it starts out like that. It's almost like a letter to Jesus. Beloved Jesus. I love walking with you along the high road. Not that low road where Michelle Obama and uh, Eric Holder are kicking people, but the high road. I've noticed, though, that the path we're following has descents as well as ascents. In the distance, I can see spectacular snow-covered peaks glistening in the sunlight my longing to reach those peaks tempt me to take shortcuts but i know my assignment is to follow you and you only trusting you to direct my steps i'll let the heights beckon me onward onward christian soldier you wear the armor of god now you wear the armor of god now anytime i see onward i think of that However, staying close to you must be my top priority. No shiny things, nothing to get me off the path. My top priority is following the steps that Jesus wants me on. And that's it. And that's it. And it's ever so easy. It's not easy to resist the shiny things on the hill or the things the devil says, hey, come over here. But it's easy to keep your eyes on Jesus. That's easy. That's the easy part. How you doing, Will Skip? God bless you, man. Good to see you. On uh, One of the hardest times for me to trust you is when things go wrong. Disruptions to my routine tend to make me anxious. But you've shown me that difficulties are actually good for me. When I trustingly accept trials, they bring blessings that far outweigh my troubles. As I walk hand in hand with you along my path, I cling to the truth that you have lovingly planned every step of my way. I pray that my faith will not falter when the path becomes rocky and steep. I'll hold tightly to your hand and breathe deep draughts of your presence, listening for your reassuring words, Beloved, with my help you can make it. In your encouraging name, amen. 
Folks, is it real or is it fake? For the believer, it's definitely real. Not because we believe. Because we've seen. We believed and then we saw. We didn't need to see to believe. We believed first and then we saw. And once we saw, once we felt, once we heard, once we smelled, once we hugged, once we were loved by Jesus for the very first time, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, there is no turning back. And I will tell you with 100% certainty, it is real. It is real. All of it is real. And if anybody was to tell you that it was fake, it would have been me prior to that moment. Is it fake or is it real? Shelly says, Jeremy, I love your voice. I armor up every day, started years ago, and put Jesus' blood and angels all over my loved ones and friends. Satan cannot touch us. I pray Jesus keep all of you safe. Okay, keep all of you safe and blessing. I want to I touch on that before I move to the next book. And this is why I like such an interactive show, folks. This is why I love it, because I just don't read these books and tell you my thoughts, okay? I actually interact with you, and we go back and forth. Um, there are moments, there are times. Can I tell you a story? What do we have here, 42 minutes? I'm going to tell you a very, very personal story. A story that I've never told anybody. Well, none of you anyway. So please, please listen very closely and please don't judge me because it's not a very good story. But it it has to do with what she said about covering yourself and laughing at Satan. Like, (laughs) you can't touch us. I want to tell you a story. Again, ladies and gentlemen, hope you're sipping on your Rise Up coffee if not, it's available on jeremyharrell.com. You can, join, you can join in with us and you can drink this beautiful coffee. Oh, and by the way, RJ Cat just donated $500 of her hard-earned money that she probably needs and said for donations lost. This is the kind of stuff that makes my heart absolutely melt. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say, but thank you and I love you, Rosa. Thank you and I love you. That's the most I can say. I don't know what else to do, but fly to where you are in in Wisconsin and give you a big hug. Someday I will. But I want to tell you a story. Do you want to know how I know that God exists? (sighs) Okay, here I go. Can't believe I'm telling you this story. In 2005, I lived with a family and I rented a room from them because I didn't have anywhere to live. And I just moved back to New England from Illinois and I was broke as a joke and I, and I worked for them as a, a uh, apprentice plumbing. I was a plumber, believe it or not. And I lived with these folks because they had a big home and they, had a, and they had rooms for rent and they rented to like three or four other people that all lived there, kind of like a happy little family. And I rented a room from them for, for years and I actually worked for them as an apprentice plumber. They actually put me through tech school. They paid my way through tech school, to become a licensed plumber, to do plumbing and heating. That's, that was my life in 2005. But I was also it, writing music because I desperately wanted to be in the music business. I desperately wanted to be famous. And I did not want because of the money. I had no, ple- I had no desire for the money whatsoever. The, the entire desire to being famous 
was so that I could prove myself to the people who always thought I was a loser. My mom, my dad, my family, they called me a jailbird, they called me a loser, that said I was never going to amount to anything but a felon, and that I was never going to be anything, I was never going to be able to change anybody's lives, I was never going to be able to inspire or encourage anyone. My entire and sole reason for wanting to become famous in music was to prove to them that I was not all of those things. And it hurts even saying it today. I promised you this show would be very, very, very intimate with my life. And that's what it's going to be. So as I was living with this family and as I was working as an apprentice plumber going through tech school, I was also writing music and I was performing in the most backwards small bars you could possibly think of to try to get my name out there. One night, I was sitting in the room that I rented and I was writing music. And I didn't know whether God was real or whether the devil was real or whether God was fake or the devil was fake. So I decided to do something drastic. <laughs> can't, <clears throat> I can't believe this was my life. I basically sold my soul to the devil. I did sell my soul to the devil. I said, Satan, if you are real, I will give you my soul. If you can make me famous so I can prove to everybody that I'm not what they said I was. <clears throat> that night, and I'm telling you guys this 100%, all of this is 100% true. That night, as I was laying in my bed, and it was an old farmhouse. You know the old farmhouses with the metal door handles that if you just touch, they clink because they're just, they've been there for years and they suck? Well, in my bedroom, I had a door like that. So anytime anybody would have even touched that door handle, you would have heard it like it was a loud noise. You know what I mean? And I laid there that night and I sold my soul to the devil in bed. I laid in bed and I closed my eyes and I said, God has never done anything for me if he's real. So I'm going to sell my soul to you. Make me famous. Ladies and gentlemen, the thing that happened next is going to literally send chills up your spine. I laid there and all of a sudden that door handle in my room turned and opened. The door opened and immediately, immediately, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't believe in God and I didn't believe in the devil. All I knew is what I just did. And I'm laying in that bed that night and that door opened. I heard the, the click, click, clink of the metal uh, handle and all of a sudden I heard, ee. so the door opened, but there was no light from the hallway. And almost as immediately as the door opened and I felt like super scared, something got on top of me. Something got on top of me and pushed my chest down into the bed to the point where I could not get up. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't sit up. I knew at this moment I was screwed. I knew at this moment I was absolutely screwed. I was held down on this bed to the point where I was literally causing me anxiety because I could not breathe. As soon as I did it. 
And about 30 seconds after that, I literally came up off my bed, like my back arched and my, like, like the pressure had relieved. And I went, (gasps) and the next day, the very next day, I went to my mom's apartment to talk to my mom about this, to tell her, I think I made a mistake. I think God's real. I think the devil's real. I felt this like I've never felt anything before. Somebody was physically holding me down. I could not get up. This is not a fake story. This is real. I could not get up. So when I went the next day to my mom's house, my mom wasn't there. She wasn't there. But do you remember those old stereos that your mom, that like you had back in the eighties, those stand up stereos that um, had the glass, you had to push the glass in and the glass would open and then you'd press the power button, like click, click. And the power would be on, you'd push it in and then you'd close the glass door again by pushing it and it would click. Well, she had one of those old stereos. Okay. And I'm sitting there writing my mom a note because she wasn't home. I'm writing my mom a note and I'm telling her what happened. And I, I, ladies and gentlemen, I promise you this happened. You cannot turn those stereos on unless you push the door open and push that power button in and hear the click. Okay? It was old school stuff. I'm sitting there writing and that power button came on on the stereo. And do you know what the song that was on? Right in the middle of the song. Running with the devil. I was so incredibly scared at that moment. I knew what happened was real. That song, Running With The Devil, came on by itself while I was writing my mom a note telling her what happened. The next seven years, musically, were amazing for me. I was climbing the charts. I was climbing the shows. I was performing in front of hundreds, then thousands of people. In 2013... I was in Vegas performing. Biggest show we ever had. All secular music. And I remember I was on top of this, um, uh, this building, rooftop party. And I'm up there with Afro Man and the Cottonmouth Kings and all these bands. Remember that guy? Because I got high, I was going to clean my room because I got high. He was there. All these people were there, all these celebrities. And we were performing there. We were one of the openers. So we were with them. Some of the people from Dave Chappelle's show were there. It was incredible. And I'm sitting there with two bourbons, sitting there looking over the city skyline. And I'm drinking bourbons. And something hit me at that moment. You sold your soul to the devil, and look what he's done for you. And you're lonely, and you're not with your kids, and you're not around your family. Nobody here loves you. You're only here to do music. Everybody's here for themselves. Everybody is selfish. And that moment, you ask Eli, I quit. That moment, I quit. I came home. I quit the music business the very next week. I never did another show ever again after that. I started supporting Trump. And when Trump came down those escalators, I started to get back in the business two years later and I wrote the Build the Wall song. A year after that, I was saved. And I've never looked back. Now getting back to that original comment where she says she laughed, that Jesus, I mean, Jesus has covered her whole family and Satan has no power. Do you realize that those demons, those what pushed me down on on my chest that night, They float around me every night. 
Every single night of my life, those demons float in my bedroom. I can see them. I can see shadows. Now, some of it might be just my imagination, but I can feel their presence. I can feel their presence as if they're right there going, come on, just any minute now. Come on, let us back in. Let us back in. And do you know what I do? I'm sorry I'm tearing up. This is very personal stuff. Do you know what I do? I smile. I smile, biggest smile I can ever smile. And I look at them and I say, you have zero power here now. I'm a child of God Almighty and I demand that you leave my presence. And then I feel safe. I feel comforted. I feel loved. And that's just one of the stories that I will share out of the hundreds that my life has witnessed. Ten years from the moment that I sold my soul to the devil to the moment that I was saved by Jesus. Ten years I lived in darkness for myself, selfishly. Ten years I, I was followed by demons and spirits that still follow me today. Which is why I wrote the Armor of God song. Now you guys know why I wrote the Armor of God song. That Armor of God song was 10 years in the making. I just didn't know it. So ladies and gentlemen, I thank you so very much for allowing me to be so personal with you. Sometimes we get off the path here and we don't read all the books that we normally read. And that's okay. That's okay. We're going to go right to the verse of the day now, and I'm going to read this, and I'm going to end the show. But I needed you guys to know that part of my life because without knowing that part of my life, you'll not know the full transformation. It's not just a guy who got in trouble and went to jail. No, no. It's a transformation of being a puppet of the devil to being a child of God. Verse of the day today, is it real or is it fake? 2 Corinthians 11 13 through 15 says this. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of the light. Remember, Satan was the highest angel in heaven. Satan was the highest angel in heaven, ladies and gentlemen. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, their end will correspond to their deeds. Second Corinthians eleven thirteen through 15. Please read that as we prepare for the 11 a.m. show. There'll be many more stories like this in the future here on Rise Up. I thank you guys for being here. We're going to go out the same way that we came in playing God's not dead. He is surely alive, ladies and gentlemen. God is not dead. He is surely alive. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here with me today on Rise Up and Every Day. Please continue to share this show out to the masses. It is very important that people hear this gospel. It is very important that we talk testimony with each other so that we can see the similarities between ourselves and why God all called us to this fellowship that we share right now. 
I love each and every one of you. God bless you. And remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever, ever pro uh, prosper. Please like this video and share it if you have not. Loud Majority is coming up next. Watch and like their video. And then I'm back at 11. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your morning. Enjoy your coffee. And we'll see you in just a little bit. Bye-bye. Peace out. Surely alive.